Carol Ofori, yeah. East Coast Radio, Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Well, let's try that again. It's time for us to talk all things consumer-related with Wendy Nola on Consumer Watch. Good morning, Wendy. Hello, Carol. Can you hear me now? Nice and clear. How do Yay. you do? Very well. How are you doing? Ah, fantastic. Just ready to tack on, tackle all these consumer-related issues. Thank you. All right, let's jump into the first one. Morning, Wendy and Carol. It's Austin here. Um, sorry about my background noise. A few days ago, I wanted to rent a house and now I communicated with uh, with the landlord of that house um, uh, asked him to send me pictures because I was a bit far he didn't send the pictures of an entire house he sent certain portions of the house when I got into the house I realized that the house is not necessarily what I wanted to to, to what I needed or what, what I wanted to stay on He's refusing to pay back my money. I didn't sleep on the house the day I came in. And, and then he's like fighting me now. I don't know what to do. Would you care to assist Wendy with regard to this matter? Thank you. Mm, that is a really sad one. He hasn't even spent a night in that place and they won't give him back his money. No, okay. So we consumers have rights and responsibilities. Our responsibilities include making sure that we inspect a, a product or service properly before we commit, right? So when it comes to buying a car or renting a house, please, you've got to drive the car, test drive the car. You've got to look at the property or at least send somebody that you trust, asking a landlord, finding a lease. That's what it, he doesn't talk about the lease and what the commitment after six months lease or whatever, but committing yourself to a lease on a, a rental property without having seen it, um, and trusting the landlord, you know, just to, to to send you pictures. Well, I mean, that that you can they can eat what they like, right? <laughs> Take the right angles, leave rooms out, which appears to have happened. He doesn't say why he's not happy, but the bottom line is, he signed the lease. He's committed to it, right? He's probably paid two months' rent in advance. Mm. He doesn't say, but that would be the norm. The only thing I can say is that the according to the, the Protection Act, you can get out of a, a fixed-term uh, contract and rental leases fall under that by giving a month's notice. But they can charge you a, a penalty, a cancellation penalty. And in this case, he would obviously be made to pay uh, for... The, the person would have lost a month's rent, possibly, because... Um, now you know people move at the beginning or end of the month normally and if you have this happen in the middle of the month or a week into the month you usually lose, lose out on rental for the month that sort of thing so it's not going to come without a cost to cancel and and unfortunately quite an expensive lesson there in that you know he, he said he lived far but obviously he wanted to live in the property so he's a mean, he, you know it is convenient for him to live in so he should have made the effort to look at I, I'm so sorry this happened it's, it's, it's a lot of money to lose but, but the lesson for the rest of us is please you know You've got to look at these things uh, properly before you commit. All righty. We have a message that's come through on Twitter. It says, um, hi, Ms. Nola, is it fair for a company to say that if you want to return their product, in the case, an Everlast freestanding punching bag, that it must be unused? How would I have known I don't like the product without using it once? Hope you can advise me. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this was an online uh, purchase, I gather. 
Um, so you can't look at the products before you engage with them. When you buy online, unlike when you buy in a shop, and I'm going to be repeating this over and over because most people don't get this. When you buy online and only when you buy online, you have the benefit of a seven-day cooling off period in which to return the product. But obviously, it's got to be returned at your cost. And it's got to be in a resellable condition. It's not fair to use it but because now the retailer can't resell something that's used. In the case of a punching bag, there's water or sand that's put in the in the base. Uh, so it's obviously used when it's returned. So yes, they are within their rights to say, um, no, we're not going to refund you. We're not going to take that back. I, I think when you're buying something like that, a piece of equipment, gym equipment, where, you know, he said it's not defective, but it felt too soft for him. It wasn't what he was expecting. Do go into a store and, and that will have a demo, one of these things that you can try out because mm. you can only... Uh, you know, in a store anyway, you can only return something if it's um, defective. So clearly, you, 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 that's what the advantage of a store is, right? You get to interact with whatever. And certainly if you're buying something like a punching bag, that could be too hard and too soft or whatever. It's like buying a mattress. You need to be able to lie on it to at least get a sense of if it's what you want because there's a lot of personal taste involved. So again, sorry for that guy to say um, you don't have a legal right to insist uh, that they take the punching bag back. You're going to have to gift it to somebody who does a different requirement from you. All right, Wendy, we'll carry on with you. I've uh, got more questions for you from our wonderful listeners. So stay on the line with me, okay? That's Wendy Nola. If you would like to have your consumer related questions answered, drop us a voice note, okay? 061-792-9495. Alrighty, Wendy, we have another scenario here. I'll just play you the yep. voice note. It goes like this. Oh, Wendy, Alison Russell here. I have sent you a couple of emails about my poor family from Trinidad who cannot get a refund from the airlines or from Airbnb after we were put on the red list over Christmas. Please help. Please read the emails. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I'm sure there are quite a few people. Sorry, here. Alison. Yes, I mean, I understand your frustration. I think what, what people can't quite grasp is the volume of emails I get because I, I um, do this on a national platform yeah. so for every one person I help there's probably you know 10 times more that that I just can't even I don't even see the emails they pour in the word Trinidad is, is ringing a bell though so I'm going to go and find that email but just to say yeah I think the lesson out of all of this is we go, we're in such a, uncertain times now even though we know that the, the waves are getting less and less serious but I think COVID's not finished with us yet eh, to say and we'll be disrupting our, pla- our travel and other plans for some time to come so when you make a booking for a accommodation, airlines, whatever, you must look at their cancellation policies. You must go for the most flexible, consumer-friendly terms and conditions and protect yourself that way. And, and I think these companies are separating themselves now by the ones that are, you know, they're going very consumer-friendly in their cancellation policies and, and the others that are sticking to, you know, very little, which is not legal, actually. You're supposed to get a full refund, but if everyone got that, then the industry would flap. So now we've got, you can have a credit and it's valid for this long or that long. Mm. We really need to, as I keep saying, protect yourself before you commit have a look at and know what a company's out of things go wrong before you pay your money over yeah. but, sorry Alison I will do my best Trinidad I'm sure there are a lot up. of a lot of people who experience this because I mean even Vic uh, from East Coast Radio was planning to go to England and luckily by the time he was able to leave it it had been lifted but a few oh, people yeah. have spent so much money I know he's waiting for refunds on flights that he bought during the time this ban was on so yeah a very nice question because I think a lot of people are fighting with <laughs> airlines and all sorts of people trying to 
get thousands. And and we yeah. never read the fine print, right? We're just so excited about the excursion, the trip that we don't read that fine, fine print that I they know. send us. Yeah. But okay. now we are COVID veterans. We must read the fine we print. We have to we really read must. the fine print. Okay. We'll do more, Wendy. Stay with me. Alrighty, Wendy. I have one more question that we can squeeze in just before the wrap of the hour. It says, "Hi, Wendy Nola. My vehicle got stolen in November 2021. Insurance company blames me for the tracking device not working. How do I resolve this? Insurance company does not want to settle my claim, and I'm paying for a vehicle I don't have. Need your advice." Gosh, I'm so sorry. First of all, it's a horrible, horrible situation to be in. You pay insurance premiums, a bit of a grudge payment, but you know, peace of mind that when bad stuff happens, you you're covered and, and then find this out. Um, I would need a bit more information, but what it's in terms of the terms and conditions of the contract, but most of them, or many of them, I should say, require you, the consumer, to check that your device is still working, hmm. the device that they've hidden in your car. So I'm guessing that they have been tripped up with that and that they didn't do it. I can warn listeners, please, that this is, um, I get so many cases of insurance claims, uh, car claims being rejected because of tracking, various tracking issues. The most common one is said when you, when you got, took out the insurance on the phone is you were going to get a, a, a tracking device fitted and then somehow you didn't and then you they, there's a claim and they won't pay it. Um, or the story of device wasn't working and it's your fault. So please, they want to waste those premiums every month only to find that you've got a tracking issue that uh, gives them a reason to repudiate. I would like to see more information though if, if, if that uh, if person with that message would like to send me an email and, and maybe look at it. But, but I take up many cases where actually they've been unfairly rejected and I put the case forward and they, they, took, they um, re-look at it and pay out. So it might be worth that person just sending to me to see if there's some way that an argument I can make that it was an unfair rejection. Thank you so much uh, Wendy. It just seems all the fine print is becoming more and more apparent. We need to go through it and it's so tedious it's never written simple like if you don't have tracking this there'll always be the what of the whatever of the i know keep it simple here's the thing yeah it's a lot more tedious if you don't read it and you get caught i mean it's a lot more expensive so if there's one thing that should actually be put my message to the world but i'm not sure anymore is read the small print (laughs) smaller it is the more important to read you for you to read it but get a magnifying glass and read it whatever whatever it takes i hear you wendy nola thank you so much we'll touch base again next week same time looking forward thanks girl thank you that's consumer watch with wendy nola we'll do it again next week same time if you want to get your questions in first place then Send them now, 061-792-9495. We'll bank them for next week. Carol Ofori, weekdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.